see a, see a need, fill a need, see a hole, fill a hole. That would be monkeys and chimps. That's okay, my little baby, step into my bosoms, and Mother Raven will take care of you. Hey, what's going on? Hi, hello. You made it to the second episode. I really appreciate that. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, in case you didn't know, my name's Raven, and you are at Raven After Dark. Hello, hello, beautiful people. How is everybody doing? How are we feeling? Are we feeling sexual? Are we feeling happy? Are we feeling moist? Are we feeling tight? How's our buttholes? When's the last time you had a tingle in your butthole? When's the last time you masturbated? You know, I posted on my Instagram a little while ago and asked people like, when was the last time you masturbated? And a lot of people don't masturbate enough. And masturbating is really important, especially for men. It is a literal energetic block in their beautiful, weird brains that they have. They literally have to come an orgasm to energetically release that pressure inside of them. Women, not so much. But still, I feel like when I masturbate more, it definitely helps my mood. Sometimes I'm just too tired. But uh, let's see, when was the last time I masturbated? Hmm. Night before last? So been about 24 hours or so. I'd say I masturbate like once... One to three times a week. I feel like that's a good amount, you know? But what's interesting is I don't necessarily get horny. Haven't really been horny in a while. I just kind of, I'm like, you know, I should maybe masturbate. Honestly, though, the vibrator I have right now isn't the best. Definitely gets the job done, but it's very aggressive and it's bzzzing. And sometimes it just kind of numbs my clit and just a little too much. So if you want to buy me a vibrator, I would not say no. Okay, so... You blocked out again, and you ended up here at Raven After Dark. What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to get a little weird. We're going to get a little sexual, as always. But today, we're going to get lost and take a swim into the sea of kinks and fetishes. I am getting my information today from purewild.com. A kink is defined as something sexual that someone likes to do with themselves or consensually with their partner. A fetish is similar to a kink, but the difference is that something that is a fetish has to be present in order for the person to achieve sexual arousal or enjoyment. So an example of this is having sex in public or feet. You have to be doing these things. You have to have that object. You have to be looking at feet, smelling underwear, having sex in public in order for you to get off and reach sexual arousal. So let's talk about some different fetishes and kinks. Um, the first kink that we're going to get into is one that probably everybody's heard of. BDSM stands for bondage, discipline slash domination, submissive slash sadism, and masochism. A sadist or sadism is getting sexual pleasure from hurting somebody. And then a masochist is getting sexual pleasure from being hurt. Uh, So this kink is all about power play. Something that's really important in all kinks and all fetishes and just in general when having sex and being sexual with somebody is consent. Everything that I talk about today and everything going forward, you always need to have consent about. It is very, very important to discuss with the person 
that you're with, what they're okay with, what they're not, not okay with, um, what things could trigger them, what things could upset them. There's so many different things that go into it. And consent can go from anything to giving somebody a hug. Or if maybe you're laughing and you casually tap somebody on the shoulder or you, you know, touch their arm or something, just trying to make make a point or you're laughing. Some people don't like that and it makes them uncomfortable. So you always have to talk with your partner. You always need to make sure that you have their consent and that everything is okay with what you're doing and that you're not going to cause anybody any harm or any stress. Alrighty, so getting back to BDSM, super fun, super kinky, super exciting. It is all about the power play. Um, two people have a open conversation about what they want from the other person. Usually it's some sort of somebody being dominant, somebody being submissive, some sort of control going back and forth. Now for me personally, I like to consider myself more of a dom, but I also would consider myself a switch. So I like being a sub as well. For me, it's all about the power play and the illusion of having power. Ideally, I want to feel like I have the power in the situation, but I want you to try and take it from me and try to have control in the situation. So I want to have the power, but secretly want you to have the power and be controlling and being it all. So it's, it's definitely a, a mental thing, but it's super fun to play with. And there's a lot of different aspects of it. When I feel like when people initially think of BDSM, they think of a girl in all leather and latex with a whip and she's beating a man or talking dirty to them or like talking down to them. Like that, that's definitely part of it. Uh, but it's not always degrading. It's not always in that sense. It can be whatever you want it to be. Again, it is just all about being open with your partner and, and communicating. Our next kink, I feel like this is a pretty popular one and that a lot of people know, but they don't necessarily know how to do it. And it's not exactly what people think. Ropes and bondage. So when people think this initially, they're like, yeah, tie me up. You just tie somebody up with whatever you have around you and you just have your way with a person. And that's definitely part of it. Um, and it is also very important to think about what and where you're tying somebody. There's certain fabrics and certain materials that are going to cut into people's skin more. So you want to make sure that you're not using something that's super stiff or super hard. A common practice of ropes and bondage is called shibari. Uh, it is the Japanese style of rope tying, and it is very sexual and very sensual and a really fun thing to try with your partner because it's very intimate. And there's a bunch of different ways to do it. You can be into bondage and not be into being tied up necessarily. There's ways that you can be tied into a corset or a upside down star or a pentagram or different things that you can tie it to your body, but not necessarily be tied up to where you can't move. So there's different levels and different ways to go about it. And again, it's all about what you and your partner have talked about and what they've communicated with and what you feel comfortable with. All right. So the next kink that we're going to get into is called voyeurism. Voyeurism is the act of watching people being sexual. Now, this could be that you are in the room, you're not in the room, Maybe you're peeking through a neighbor's window. Hide your kid, hide your wife. We got some voyeurs outside. There is a really, really good movie on Amazon Prime called The Voyeurs that has a massive twist in it. I highly recommend everyone go check it out. Get a little taste of what it's like to be a little sneaky freaky. The next one, kind of like voyeurism, 
but a little different, is exhibitionist. This means having sex or masturbating or getting naked in front of people or having an audience. I would say I'm more of an exhibitionist than a voyeur because I like having sex. Not that I like having sex out in public, but I think it's fun. Like, I'm all about the idea of like, oh no, what if we get caught kind of situation? Like, we have to be quiet. We have to be sneaky. We got to be quick so we don't get caught. And then it's like, ooh, teehee, we just had sex on the ASU campus. Ha ha ha. Paid 40 grand to fucking go to school there. If I want to have sex on campus, I'm going to fucking have sex on there. Sex wherever I want. The next kink that I really enjoy, and I think everybody should dabble in this, it's a super easy one, is role-playing. Role-playing is so much fun. It's, especially if you've been with your partner for a long period of time and you guys kind of feel like you're getting to a lull in your relationship and you want to spice it up somewhere, what I recommend is you go out and buy yourself a sexy outfit or whatever makes you feel sexy and comfortable and makes you feel good. Maybe you don't even buy it. Maybe you just dig through your closet and look for something new and look for some new way to combine clothes. I do that and I surprise myself quite often. But get dressed up, talk with your spouse before, decide where you're going to go and who you're going to be. Have a different personality, have a different name, and then go to the bar by yourself. You are now uh, Sarah White. And you're sitting at the bar and this handsome son of a gun person or lady, man, whoever it may be, your partner walks up and they're like, oh, hi, ma'am. Are you sitting here alone? Can I join you? And then you turn to them and go, oh, sir, I'm married and have a husband. I'm sorry. And he looks at you and goes, that's okay. We don't have to let him know. And then you guys can role play the whole night of being with somebody else that's not your husband, but obviously it's your husband or it's your wife or it's your partner. It's, it's, it's so much fun. Or even like when I go out to bars sometimes, I like to say that I uh, have different personalities and different names based on the intoxication level I am at. Sarah is a dirty slut. But usually what Sarah does is she talks a lot of game and says a lot of things And then she's too drunk. Not too drunk. She's still a great amount of drunk. But gets in the car and then falls asleep. Or gets home and falls asleep. And then all sex drive and sexualness is gone. I used to do that to my ex all the time. Sorry about that, dude. My bad. (laughs) The next kink, which is something that I have been getting more comfortable with lately. And it's really fun. And it's a really cool way to mix things up. And honestly, just makes you feel really naughty dirty talk talking dirty to somebody it's definitely an interesting thing and it can be kind of uncomfortable at first because you're like how do I like how do I talk sexual like I'm at work right now chilling and and then that's always the thing there's always like a time and a place like I love to sext and I love to talk dirty but I don't want to do it all day if I'm home chilling I don't have anything going on because you definitely want to be invested in the conversation and what you're saying because if you're not like if you take more than I think like five, 10 minutes to respond, then you can kind of lose your spark and lose your pizzazz and the sexiness of it all because you took too long to respond and now I'm doing something and now I'm with my family and you're... On Christmas, this guy and I were sexting and I left my phone on the dining room table. Went and hung out with the fam, came back a little bit later and my phone was moved to the bar. And when I looked at my phone screen, there is a very very dirty text on there saying something along the lines of, oh, I can't wait for you to suck all the cum out of my dick and taste me. Sitting right there on my phone screen. I'm like, oh, that's great. If my Nana had just picked up my phone and casually looked at that, she would have loved to have read that message. I'm sure she that's exactly what she wants to know that I'm doing. 
So time and place, time and place. But it's definitely something that you have to get comfortable with. And I honestly think it's more comfortable with yourself and not necessarily with your partner. You definitely want to be comfortable with your partner when you do this. But I think it's letting go of feeling silly and feeling weird and maybe even feeling bad about what you're saying. But you don't have to degrade somebody to talk dirty to them. You know, that there's so many different ways to go about it and there's so many different ways to do it. It's just feeling, finding out what is comfortable for you. I mean, a kind of silly, fun way to start, which I've done a couple of times, is, you know, like talk about making dinner or something. <laughs> if, you, if you live with your spouse or you're texting back and forth, I mean, and it, it, it all goes into your, and again, if you're in person, it's going to be a little different from if you're texting or if you're on the phone. But let's say an example, you're home with your spouse and you're going to make dinner. And so you're like, okay, I want to spice up dinner a little bit. So you're like, hey, babe, I'm feeling a little hungry. Are you hungry? And your spouse, and in this situation, we're doing male, or I'm sorry, we're doing female to male. So you're like, hey, babe, you're getting real hungry. He'd probably be like, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. What, like, what are we going to eat? And you're like, okay, I'm trying to be sexy. Come on, work with me here. And be like, oh, well, I was thinking of cooking up some sausages tonight. He could be like, ooh, sausages, brats, that sounds great. And you're like, no, maybe I was thinking of cooking up your sausage. I really love when your sausage is deep in my throat. Something like that, you know, just something fun. It, if you're in person, you definitely can change your voice a little bit. You can get a little deeper, a little, a little uh, husky with it sometimes. <laughs> you're like, hey, babe, I want to eat your sausage. No, that's not cute. Unless... Some guys like the upfrontness of it all. You know, maybe some people are into that. You got to figure it out. You don't know until you try. So just just figure it out. If you want some sexting tips, if you want, maybe we'll do a whole episode on sexting and go into more of that. But DM me, ask me, ask, give me your scenario and I'll tell you what I'd, I'd respond with. The next kink we're going to talk about is called cuckolding or being a cuck. Being a cuck is normally a man that enjoys watching his wife be sexual or get fucked by another man. Whether this man is in the room, whether this man is down the hallway peeking through a door, it's just maybe he's not even there. Maybe he has his wife go off and fuck somebody and then come back and doesn't want her to take a shower. So being a cuck, it just means that you get off by watching your wife get fucked by somebody else. Teach his own man, who am I to judge? Another, okay, our next one that we're going to talk about, it's not a big thing for me. Our next kink is nipple play. Nipple play is pretty cool, pretty fun. Uh, My boobs are pierced, and with some people, when you get them pierced, it can either increase the stimulation or it can decrease the stimulation. For me, it doesn't really do anything for it either way. I definitely like my boobs being felt and fondled and maybe like bit and chewed on a little bit. I'm not a fan People, let me give you a tip. If you're playing with somebody's titty and you got that shit in your mouth, don't fucking bite that and pull. That is attached to my body. That hurts. I can feel that. And you have my nipple bar in your mouth, sir, and I feel like about to rip my nipple off. Like, goodness damn, you're killing me here, Smalls. Easy with the pulling on my tits. More of like a grabbing and like, Think of it like a massage. You want to massage the boobs. I'm doing it to myself right now, and it feels really good. Just I did chest yesterday. And then, too, so you can, like, rub somebody's boobs. You can rub 
that space right above your armpit where when you do chest is really sore or you do like that Vulcan grip on people. Or I guess that's higher up. You know what I'm talking about. That spot that's always really sore, like in the crease right there. You can rub that. You can rub the boobs. Go all around it. Just don't fucking rip my tit off, all right? This next kink is very interesting. Um, I do not personally enjoy it, but I have done it to other people and have enjoyed doing it to other people. And it is humiliation and degrading. So that is talking down to somebody that is being mean to somebody that's not being nice to somebody. Um, I had this one time a couple years back, this random dude reached out to me on Instagram, didn't know who he was. We started going back and forth and he's like, Ooh, baby girl, I want you to degrade me. And I'm like, go, I can do, you know, I can do that for a couple bucks. So we talked for like two days And towards the end of our conversation, I was working at my old job. I was working the front desk, degrading this dude, being like, you have, like, he's, he sent me a picture of his dick and he's like, tell me how my dick looks. I'm like, you have the fucking smallest dick I've ever seen. I can't believe that you were born with something so little. It's smaller than a thumb. It doesn't even look like a thumb. Like, I would be embarrassed. Honestly, you're wasting my time by even sending me a picture of that. Like, I don't know why you did that. Shit like that. This next kink, this is what all of us deserve and I am trying to find is a fin dom or a a financial dom. Now, this is somebody that gets sexually aroused by either buying somebody things, paying for things, or telling people what they can pay for and what they can buy. So spending money on somebody or somebody else having control of their money. If anybody is into this, please slide into my DMs, Raven After Dark, give me a follow. I would love to control your finances and have you buy me things. Holler at your girl. Impact play. This is being aroused by being spanked or hit. I would definitely say that I like this to an extent. I like my ass being slapped and my inner thighs. That's really fun for me. I'm not a fan of being hit in the face. Um, that is definitely something that if you want to try out with your partner, consent, talk about, make sure they're okay with that. Because if all if you're having great sex and all of a sudden somebody just slaps you across the face or donkey punches you in the back of the head, that, that may not get your gears going. It may, but let's definitely talk about it beforehand so we're not confused about what's going on. Now, before we get into this next kink, I do want to put a little trigger warning on here. This is, I personally think, one of the most intense kinks out there. And it's Uh, derived from a rape fantasy. So just a heads up, if you're a little sensitive to that, that's okay, my little baby, step into my bosoms and Mother Raven will take care of you. This next kink is called consensual non-consent. So this is also called the rape fantasy. This is having your partner or spouse, we'll use rape as the example, act like they're raping you and going through all the actions of raping you and you saying, no, 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 stop. I don't want this yet. They're forcing themselves upon you. So it's a very interesting situation. If you look at it in a deeper level, it's about control or lack of control for some people that have been raped. They will do this to work through their trauma. Um, maybe they have, they have suppressed their trauma and, and what they went through. So some, Therapy is reenacting that scene so you can address the issue, accept it, and work forward from it. Other people, it's a sense of having control or not having control. Maybe they feel like they have no control at all in their life 
and they just want somebody to be in control and dominate them in this very extreme, extreme way. So it's if this is something that you might be interested in, again, you have to talk with your partner explicitly about it, what you're okay with, what's going to happen, do a play-by-play, talk about everything. And then something that's really important with all kinks and with all fetishes and really anything when it comes to sex is aftercare, but especially with consensual non-consent. If you're doing something that's really out there, kind of crazy, that kind of fucks with your mind when you're telling somebody no, but you really want them to do something, it's really important to talk about it and go over everything that just happened and be like, okay, we did this. How do you feel? Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? If there's something you didn't enjoy, how can we change it? Maybe we don't change it. We just stop it entirely. If there's something you did enjoy, what can we do to make it even better the next time or do more of? Cuddle that person, talk with them, take a shower, tell them everything's okay. It is very important to decompress when you're having a high, not stress, but high stimulation in a sexual way and in a kink and fetish way, it is always just really important to close that out really smoothly and cleanly and just communicate about it. Because if something happened and didn't go how you thought it was going to do and now you feel uncomfortable about that and you don't express that with your partner, it could happen again the next time that you guys do this and you could freak out and you could super freak out and your partner's gonna be taken back and not know how to handle it. So it's always just really important in all aspects of anything sexual, consent, talk about it. Speaking of talking or not talking, gags is our next kink. This is just getting off by you or your partner wearing a gag. A gag is something that you have in your mouth. Think of a horse bit. So there's obviously a lot more kinks out in the world and they're coming up with new ones. You could have your own kink that maybe no one's ever heard of before. You know, these all started somewhere. Explore them, Google them, talk with your partner and spouse about it. See what sounds interesting. See if anything tickles your pickle or if anything gets your gears going. And if none of that sounds interesting, let's talk about some different fetishes. Now, I'm going to put a uh, little warning on this. Some of these are really interesting words, and I tried to put them in Google Translate to pronounce them, and for some reason it wasn't working. So I'm going to do my best. I apologize if I butcher them. Reach out to me and let me know how you are supposed to say things. And if I say things incorrectly, I will correct myself. Our first one is climacophilia. And this is being aroused by you or watching somebody else fall down the stairs. Peter, hurry up. You're missing dinner. The next one is coprophilia. And this is being aroused by feces, scat play. Fetishism is being aroused by objects that have had physical contact with a desired person. So an example of this would be someone who's in defeat and buys you shoes. Melissophilia is being aroused by or being aroused by bees and wasps. I wonder who Melissa is and if there was some bitch that was just super horny for bees and wasps and they're like, you know what? You're the first person to have this kink. We're naming it after you. Nebulophilia is the arousal to fog. Interesting. Necrophilia is being aroused by corpses and wanting to have sex with corpse. Not about that. (laughs) And there's definitely, I remember hearing a story, like an urban legend story thing of like, this girl met a guy on Hinge, Tinder, went on a date. She gave him head 
and he came on her face. And then the next day she woke up with this weird rash on her face, went to the doctor. It was some crazy bacteria that only lives on dead bodies. And the dude worked at a morgue. So he fucked the corpse and the, <laughs> the bacteria was on his dick and then got on her face and was eating her face. So nothing against people that work at morgues, but just be careful with them. You never know. You never know. Pedophilia is being aroused by kids, and we do not stand for that shit here at Raven After Dark. That is not fucking cool. That is the one thing. I'm not going to shame you for it. I'm just not about it. Funny story about not fucking kids. I was at the store. I was at the store with my roommate a couple, like a month or so back. Very stoned, per usual. We're standing in line waiting to check out, and there's the sweetest little girl in front of us. Just the cutest little girl, so beautiful, looking at the magazines and snacks, just being a cute little kid. And I turned to my roommate and I go, you know, I just I just don't get how people want to fuck kids. And she looks at me and is like, What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm just like, I'm I'm saying I don't want to fuck kids. I don't see how people are into that. Like, I don't find kids sexually arousing at all. She shut down that conversation very quickly. And we haven't talked about it since then. So, yeah, I just, I don't want to fuck children. And I don't understand it. They're so innocent and cute and little. Why? Why? Don't stand for it at all. Alrighty. Our next one is psychrophilia and this is being aroused by being cold or watching people be cold the first thing i thought when i read this kink was i wonder if anybody that was on the titanic was in the water freezing and had a heart on and was just getting off and they're like we may die and freeze to death right now but this is exactly what i wanted and i really hope for those people that their last breath was them climaxing and then freezing to death righty our next one is transvestism fetishism is being aroused to female garments touching male skin i know there's also a fetish called hosiery and it's being aroused by you or your partner wearing pantyhose so that's kind of the same 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 but different i would say maybe hosiery is like a subcategory of that of just wearing ladies clothes and getting turned on which i totally get because women and women's clothes are freaking sexy and awesome Urophilia is being aroused to urine or peeing on someone. Golden showers, baby. I have personally never done this. Would I be open to pee on somebody? Yeah, sure. I'm down for it. But do I want to get peed on? Mm, not so much. And our final fetish of the day is zoophilia. And this is being aroused to non-human animals. You may be asking yourself, what's a non-human animal? I had to Google it because I didn't know. That would be monkeys and chimps. Apes together, strong! Apes together, strong! They're animals that express human-like traits and qualities. Fun fact of the day. So that wraps up our kinks and our fetishes for now. Maybe we'll do a part two episode in the future. We got a lot of cool stuff in here, a lot of new words and terms. I encourage you to Google different things that you want to learn more about, or if there's something that turns you on, whatever, just Google what it is and put kink or fetish behind it and see if there's a way to help your arousal be more and give you more information on how to do it in a more efficient way possibly or mix it up and try something new. Now, 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 it's your weekly sex tip. This week we're talking about 
buttholes, butthole, butthole, buttholes. Can I get a butthole? All right, the magical butthole, magical dark land. Guys always want to seem to get inside there, and I just don't understand why. I don't understand why. I mean, I get it. It's another hole. And guys, just you know, see see a need, fill a need. See a hole, fill a hole. However, if you want to do butt stuff, there are some very important things that come into butt stuff. You may not know this. However, butts do not naturally lubricate like vaginas do. So when you're having sex, your vagina, after a little while, if you are being, if you are being stimulated and enjoying it, you will start to excrete juices and liquids and become very moist. <laughs> I had to, I'm sorry. This is the body's natural way of helping to make sex more comfortable for you, feel better, and get that dick in and out of you more efficiently. Buttholes do not lubricate. They do not get moist. So you have to make sure that you make that butthole very, 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 very moist. Lube and spit is very important. When it comes to lube, you want to make sure that you are using water-soluble lube. There's a lot of crazy stuff in lubes, and it can really fuck up your pH. Vaginas are very sensitive, so sensitive. So you want to make sure that everything you're putting in your body is natural and clean and water-soluble and not anything crazy with perfumes and chemicals because that shit is going to fuck you up. More than just sticking a dick in your butthole dry wood. That shit fucks you up even more, though. It just really... Imagine taking a stick and just shoving it up your butthole. Just shove it in there and just move it around. Like, mm, this is nice. So with butthole play, it is very important to always lubricate it. And I would highly recommend that before going for the initial penetration, that you start with a little rubbing of your thumb. Put some spit, lick on your thumb, spit actually on the butthole, and then just kind of gently rub your anus and the outside of it and just kind of rub it a little bit. You can maybe depending on your nails. Okay, so here's the thing, ladies, and I guess men too, because guys get their nails done. If you have acrylics on or long nails or just long natural nails, you gotta be careful that one, you don't claw the person's butthole out and two, you don't break a nail off inside of them. So I was thinking about this the other night. I couldn't sleep, and I was just thinking about buttholes, and I thought of a way that could fix this. Girls, you could still potentially lift your nail, so maybe if you like wrap your nail with a Band-Aid and then get a little finger condom. Have you guys ever seen those? Or you could take a glove and just cup, cut the finger parts of it off and have your fingers covered. That will protect your nails from getting feces underneath them because honestly you got to think about that girls think about how much shit gets gets underneath your nails when you have them done and then you get your nails taken off and you're like sweet jesus like that's gross like that poop is gonna be there until you get your next fill girl like trust me it's not going anywhere so you got acrylics on you want to finger some buttholes pop some buttholes finger condoms yo finger condoms and honestly i think a finger condom would feel better inside of you than an actual finger because that's gonna hold more of the moisture and the wetness than your skin will because your skin's gonna absorb it you know what i mean so pretty sure you can get it on amazon walmart fries finger condom it up 
girls with, with nails. There's no excuses for us now. Just don't get any crazy twisty mo- movements or motions in there. You don't want to break it off in there. That would not be fun to fish out. I'm sure you could fish it out, but I feel like you'd have to phone a friend for that one. That's definitely something that you would want some help with. So finger condoms for the buttholes. Keep the nails safe. And then also it's just a little cleaner. Lubrication. Spit on that. Get some lube. Water-soluble. Consent. Make sure you talk about it. Make sure you ask the person that it's okay. When using fingers and finger condoms, you always want to make sure if you are fingering a girl and you're fingering her butt, that you do not take that same finger that was just in her butthole and put it into her vagina because you are taking poop and you are sticking it inside of her and her vagina does not like that and she will get very upset and you can cause UTIs, you can cause kidney infections, you can cause yeast infections. There are so many different things that go on. So always wash your hands beforehand. You should wash your hands always. Make sure you use different fingers, maybe even different hands so you don't even get it confused because I get it. You're getting hot and heavy. You're getting sexual. You kind of forget where your hands are sometimes. And they just, it, it just happens. But as a female, it's not your vagina that gets destroyed and then you have to feel like you have to pee all the time but no pee comes out. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. And lastly, with buttholes, if you want to play with someone's butt, it is called the brown eye for a reason. There's going to be some poop involved, whether you feel it when you stick your finger up the butthole or when it comes out when you are fingering the butthole, it's going to be there. Don't make that person feel bad about it. Don't you feel bad about it. Just laugh about it. Be like, oh my God, there's poop on my finger right now. (laughs) Hilarious. What do you expect? You're hanging out on my butthole. Like there's going to be poop there. Don't make me feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about it. Go wash it off. Take a shower together and talk about it laugh about it. Sex is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be lighthearted. It's supposed to be enjoyable. It is here to make our lives better and to improve them. Don't improve it. Communication is key. All right, my little sex kittens. I think that's it for this week. We're going to wrap it up. If you like the episode, make sure you leave a review and subscribe. I always feel funny because I feel like everybody makes fun of people that do YouTube would be like, hey guys, comment and like below. Make sure you subscribe and hit that little bell so you get all of my notifications. La la la. Now that's me. You know, that's the name of the game sometimes. If you want to follow me on Instagram, follow me at Raven After Dark. I have my OnlyFans on there. We'll talk about OnlyFans in the next episode. And ooh, ladies and gentlemen and non-gender conforming people, We're going to have our first guest next week, and I am so excited for you all to meet her. She is a beautiful soul and a beautiful person, and I just, I can't wait for you guys to meet her and for us to talk. It's going to be great. All right, little sex kittens, get out there and be sexual. Get some finger condoms. Being like, hi, how can I help you today? And then being like, you're a fucking worthless piece of shit.